0: Can I be the first, maybe possibly the first, to suggest that Kenny Pickett's run out of excuses? Is that the right word? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Not that Kenny himself would make excuses. He doesn't. Think like that. There's nothing in his DNA that's wired that way. But the excuses that get made on Kenny's behalf can be a little bit uncomfortable, and I have a feeling that there are a couple reasons for it. One is the obvious: we love Kenny. Okay, I mean, Kenny was the darling here to the people who follow Pitt football, who saw him lift the Panthers to an ACC championship heights that a lot of people didn't think that school would ever reach. And then second, the general expectation for him is so low, whether it's the experts who continue to prognosticate with things like Pickett is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North by a mile. Saw that one just yesterday from a national outlet. And I can see the grounding for that thought. You're talking about Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, a former MVP, Deshaun Watson, who's established a presence in the NFL in his time in Houston. And and then there's Kenny, who hasn't done any of that, who hasn't had a full season as a starter yet. But that extends to a lot of different places in a lot of different forms, including, by the way, The consensus, even among Las Vegas betters, that the Steelers will finish last in the division. I'm not kidding. Go look it up. That's where the money is right now. The Steelers will finish last in the division. And the reason for that, by and large, is the same sentiment that existed last season. No Ben Roethlisberger equals no quarterback. No quarterback equals no chance. And as such, that stuff does become influential with the public, with the people who just love the Steelers, who follow them intensely. They'll look at Kenny and see this cute, lovable underdog who, you know, we all really want to pull for. And when Kenny doesn't get the job done in any given setting, you're going to see people going out of their way to blame somebody else. Principally, obviously, Matt Canada. That's going to be the low-hanging fruit through Every lousy drive, let alone a lousy game or stretch. Canada's going to be the guy. Yeah, but Kenny wouldn't have thrown that if he had a good coordinator. He wouldn't have thrown it right between the numbers of that guy on the other team. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more and all i'm here to say today as someone who has been a vocal supporter of kenny from the moment that he was drafted in fact before that and who has been a vocal critic of canada I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope I don't do it, okay, to be fair here, because I could see myself doing it for the simple reason that this offense overall has added a lot of quality pieces. It's looking as complete as it has at any point, I'd say, since 2017. You have a first-round running back in Najee Harris. You have a 1B in Jalen Warren who runs with a different style, who pushes him, who makes sure that the defense stays a little bit off kilter. You have Pat Fryermuth at tight end. You have Zach Gentry back. And, oh, by the way, here's Darnell Washington. You have tight ends. You have enough to line up as bigs. You have enough to have your bigs all go out for passes. You have a wealth at that position and the same at running back wide receivers. You have Deontay Johnson and you know, I always hedge whenever I bring him up because there's always kind of a mixed bag in that, but he's still the guy with the best rated separation in the entire league. And if one could find a way to connect the dots, oh, maybe with the help of the coordinator, but there I go again, he can still be something. He's entering a contract year. His motivation is going to be through the roof. George Pickens is on this team. Alan Bleeping Robinson is on this team. Have you forgotten that already? Calvin Austin III is going to be just like another one of these draft picks coming onto the field. It's going to feel like he's part of the rookie. Well, he is going to be part of the rookie class since he couldn't get on the field last year. And we've talked so much about the offensive line of late that I don't even feel it's necessary to bring it up yet again. But Kenny's going to have his back covered. Kenny's going to have a running game to support him. Kenny's going to have everything that you need to be the best possible Kenny. In addition to that, as we can now see with our own eyes from the photography that's available from the Steelers early off-season workouts, Kenny's gotten bigger, stronger. He's going to be more resilient back there. He might even have a little more zip on the fastball, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see. He's going to have more experience. He's going to have a greater understanding by far of this offense, including the offense as it's finally tailored to him, bearing in mind that all of the 2022 summer was invested in Mitch Trubisky being this team's starting quarterback. The offense was set up that way. The plays were set up that way. And when you take over as quarterback, as the starting quarterback, as a true rookie, a month into the season, and you've had none of that preparation, you are literally learning on the fly. You can study that playbook until your eyes bleed. It's not going to matter. You are learning on the fly. Won't be the case this year. Kenny won't be learning on the fly. He won't be training on the fly. He won't be getting to know guys on the fly. He won't even be getting to establish a relationship with canada on the fly all the excuses all of the potential excuses again not kenny's but that would come from somebody else are you know the list is getting really really short all i'm saying we come back j1q Cube comes from Adam Renninger who says, Hi DK, can Nick Herbig adapt quickly to the NFL game and be effective enough to be the third rotational outside linebacker? His tape is impressive from Wisconsin, but I'm not sure I trust that just yet. Uh, You know, Herbig's got the size that you'd be okay with at the position. You know, he's 6'2, he's not all that different than. The guys the Steelers have, you know, T.J. Watt, 6'2", Alex Highsmith, 6'2". There's a difference, though, in addition to the experience factor that you cite, and that's that he's not real long. He does not have long arms. And when I think of an edge rusher who's 6'2", who doesn't have long arms, oh boy, here I go, but it, it's 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 reminding me of Malik Reed. Okay, I don't mean to go down that path, but... Malik Reed wasn't going to get a hold of anybody. I have no idea how he got the sacks that he did in Denver. None whatsoever. I, I, I can't imagine the schematics involved in getting Malik Reed any sort of regular sacks. But the player that we saw in his time in Pittsburgh, uh, right from the beginning, right from as soon as TJ was hurt, was just not that guy. He was not going to be anyone who made any sort of dent in anything. So uh, that's why I'm I'm being kind of reluctant here to to get too far into Herbig because he's yet to play a snap in anger at the National Football League level. However, I agree with you that he's a high energy guy. I agree with you that he was able to get results in the Big Ten. I agree with you that he's got that uh, he's got that something that intangible to him that you'd like to have at that position. But honestly, I think the best thing that's working in favor of Herbie getting regular snaps on the main defense is that he wouldn't need to play much. If TJ's healthy, if Alex is healthy, you're talking about 20 to 25 snaps a game. I use the Anthony Ciccolo parallel all the time, but it's it's legit. When Chick was here, that's all he'd log. Now, it would drive you nuts to see him out there, but that's all he'd get. And it is necessary. It is like a third starting position on this defense. An extra starting position overall, like a 12th, I should say. But I'll tell you something else about Herbig, and I think this is going to help him a lot more than any of that, even though it's never interesting to people to talk about special teams, is he is that guy. He is going to get downfield, and he is going to make an impact. He's going to make big tackles, uh, big rerouting of where a team had originally hoped to go. So if he can parlay some of the confidence that comes from participating in something like that, from having your teammates and Danny Smith and everybody else going gaga over you, and you can turn that into something that gives you a little bit of extra juice on the defense, great, great. But if I'm the Steelers, I'm not comfortable saying, man, we were just ready to go get Bud Dupree, and now we're just going to hope that this guy can fill the void. Uh, That's not the same thing at all. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.